Welcome to the Family Feast podcast from Liberty Church Swansea. For more information on church life, please check out Liberty Church Swansea on Facebook, Instagram, or on our website. We love you, and we pray that this message really blesses you. Thank you. Second Chronicles 12, verses 1 to 12. After Rehoboam's position as king was established and he had become strong, he and all Israel with him abandoned the law of the Lord. Because they had been unfaithful to the Lord, Shishak, king of Egypt, attacked Jerusalem in the fifth year of King Rehoboam. With 1,200 chariots and 60,000 horsemen, the, and the innumerable troops of Libyans, Sukkites, and Cushites, they came with him. Sorry, that came with him from Egypt. He captured the fortified cities of Judah and came as far as Jerusalem. Then the prophet Shemaiah came to Rehoboam and to the leaders of Judah who had assembled in Jerusalem for fear of. and said to them, This is what the Lord says, You have abandoned me, therefore I will now abandon you to Shishak. The leaders of Israel and the king humbled themselves and said, The Lord is just. When the Lord saw that they humbled themselves, this word of the Lord came to Shemaiah, Since they have humbled themselves, I will not destroy them, but I will give them deliverance. My wrath will not be poured out on Jerusalem through Shishak. They will, however, become subject to him, so that they may learn the difference between serving me and serving the kings of the other lands. When Shishak, king of Egypt, attacked Jerusalem, he carried off the treasures of the temple of the Lord and the treasures of the royal palace. He took everything, including the gold shields that Solomon had made. So King Rehoboam made bronze shields to replace them and assigned these to the commanders of the guard on duty at the entrance to the royal palace. Whenever the king went to the Lord's temple, the guards went with him, bearing the shields, and afterwards they returned them to the guard room. Because Rehoboam humbled himself, The Lord's anger turned from him, and he was not totally destroyed. Indeed, there was some good in Judah. Good morning, Liberty Church. Thank you, Pastor Mark, for the privilege and the honor to invite me to deliver the word of God today. And thank you, Rosie, for the readings. Well, over the last weeks, I was guided by the Holy Spirit to study about the lives of the kings. Why do we need to do this? I will tell you, I think we do. Because we have been all called to, and this is how the Bible named every one of us, we're we're kings and priests. And one more thing I I love so much about the Word of God is, that it's it's so transparent it it is so honest that when it focuses about one of the kings it will not only show how good amazing is this king but also it shows the weaknesses that of of that man of that woman so we can learn from them and one of the kings we we heard 
uh, Rosie in the reading was was reading about it's in Second Chronicles chapter twelve and verses the verse that from verse one onward on the chapter speaks about this king Rehoboam who's one of the descendants of King Solomon and we all know King Solomon and the son of King Solomon for the kingdom of Israel was like one of the best if not the best I think it's the best ever in the whole history the whole kingdom of Israel was so rich and the Bible says that during the time of Solomon the the gold was equal to the stones to the to the to the rock was 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 no price and even the silver the silver was was no price was was like the stones and it was such a time of of honor of glory to the people of God to the kingdom of Israel and then all of a sudden because and we will we'll know why this happened all of a sudden this king came from Egypt not not me uh, I'm, I'm I'm a king yes but I'm not coming to invade anyone and this came this king came Shishak uh, oh, his name is so interesting. My name is Basim, not Shishak. So he came to attack the kingdom of Israel. And then he did something. He has stolen so much of the treasures which God's people had during this time. He has taken so much treasures which was in the temple at that time. And also the Bible speaks clearly in verses from 9 to 11 that he has taken the shields which made of gold and was one of the things which has been taken. Then the Bible speaks about King Rehoboam, that King Rehoboam, so King Rehoboam made bronze shields to replace them and assigned these to the commanders of the guard on duty at the entrance to the royal palace. Whenever the king went, to the Lord's temple, the guards went with him, bearing the shields, and afterwards they returned them to the guard room. So King Rehoboam take this inheritance from his father, shields made of gold. And you know, all of us, we know that the shields is one of the very effective weapon. And the, and the Bible speaks, when the Bible speaks about gold, the gold speaks always about the glory. So this king lost the shields, which was made of gold. So immediately he thought, you know what? Let me just come up with another plan. What is the plan? He replaced them with another shield with less quality. And they were made of bronze. And uh, the first point I'd like I'd like to speak about this morning is that why this happened, why this take place. First answer, as we all heard from from the readings today, is that you find in the first two verses that this king sadly he left God's words. He didn't follow God. He fall. He, he his heart was shifted away went after so many other things. And you know, every time, every time we leave God's presence, every time we, we shift our heart from following him, 
to follow so many other things, we lose. The enemy will take advantage and steal so many things from us. And then the, th the second uh, reason I, I found in the scriptures, and you find this in chapter 13, verse 7. The Bible speaks that this guy, and I believe this was the consequences of being away from God, speaks that he had a tender heart. And, 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 and this is not in a, in a good meaning, by the way. <laughs> you know, some we, we say this, and, and we say, oh yeah, this man, this woman, they have a tender heart. But the, if, you, if you check the meaning of this word, tender in the Hebrew, you will find that it means that his heart was weak. He faint. And, and he, was, he was, he didn't have like a strong heart. And this is the consequences of being away from God. Of not being on fire. Of not keeping the time of King Solomon, the time of glory, and be just content. So what was the result? Enemy came and has stolen the gold. I don't know what you have lost during this time of pandemic. During this season, I don't know what you have lost. What did the enemy steal from you? I don't know. And definitely what you have lost might be different than what other people in the same house have lost. And I invite you this morning to ask the Holy Spirit while you're listening to me. Holy Spirit, speak to me. What have I lost during this time? Maybe as we heard last week from David that, that it's, it's your first love. Maybe it's, it's the zeal to following God. Maybe... It's the fear of God. Maybe it's the peace. You lost your peace. Maybe you lost your health. And you're now content. And you say, oh yeah, you know what? I lost one arm, but I still have another arm. Oh, I, I lost this, but you know what? I still have something else. Because of our time, I'll just mention three mistakes this king, Rehoboam, did. And I, I believe... Uh, if you spend more time with God, might even reveal so many other things to you in this story. So the first thing to learn from is that this king, he surrendered. Oh, praise the Lord, he surrendered. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. He didn't surrender to God. He surrendered to the enemy's plan. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. He told me, no, 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 no. He, he, he didn't learn about warfare or anything. I'll tell you, no. No. You know, in, in the book of Proverbs, chapter 6, verse 30 to 31, there was a clear command is that if a thief will come and steal anything from you, search for the thief. Do not surrender. And go after the thief. And if you find him, he has to return seven times, even if he will give all his household, all his belongings. But don't let the thief just go with your stuff. Oh, you tell me, oh, he didn't learn about spiritual warfare. Or maybe you'll say, no, this, this was just the Old Testament. We're now in the, in the New Testament. I'll tell you, you know what? Remember what the book of James chapter 4 verse 7 said. Resist the devil 
And this morning, I'm asking you, or the Holy Spirit is asking you through me. When the enemy came, and you know, we all remember what the Lord Jesus said. The enemy come to steal, kill, and destroy. And he's the father of lies. He will steal from you and then will tell you, you know what? You're still normal. You're still breathing. Yeah, but I'm sick. My mind is sick. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. You know what? Welcome to the new life. I'm asking you by the Holy Spirit. Did you go after the thief? Or you surrendered to the enemy's plan? Second thing, very fast. This guy, King Rehoboam, did something very interesting. He fixed the problem by himself. Oh, you know what? We had bronze of gold. Yeah, tell me. Yeah. What was the, the color of the gold? Yeah, yellow. You know what? Yeah. I know the guy. I know the guy at the end of the road. Yeah, I've seen him. I've seen him. He called his people. Come, come. Yeah, yeah. Bring all the people. Bring all the technicians. Yes. What do you want, king? Yeah, we lost shields of gold. So, what's next? What is your command? Go to the guy down the street. He's going to fix for you similar shields, but made of bronze. Oh my goodness. Is bronze is equal to gold? No. No. Rehoboam, you lost gold. If you talk about restoration, you must get gold, not bronze. So this guy, King Rehoboam, fixed the problem by himself. And I'm here to ask you by the Holy Spirit, did you fix the problem by yourself over the last days? Oh, we lost this. You know what? Yeah, I, I have a plastic thing. It, it, it will work. It will do. It will do the work. Don't worry. Yeah, but you know what? At the end of the day, at the end of the day, you count loss, not profit. So I'm asking you by the Holy Spirit, are you real? Are you real? Is what you're wearing is real or fake? You know, I remember the first time I came to the UK, it was 1988. Uh, I was in London that time and uh, in front of this big, amazing store, uh, Harrods, there was a guy just all of a sudden he's just like came and, and I think I think I've seen him just doing the same maybe they are the same people you can't say oh come 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 I'm selling gold I'm selling gold and people were just like buying from him and what they discovered it was not gold it was fake it's a counterfeit <laughs> is what you have today is what you are left with is a real one or it's a counterfeit? Are you wearing masks to cover your mistakes? You know, Pastor Mark has been urging everybody, encouraging everyone to go for a big group. Yeah, but I will tell you something. In the big group, we be real. <laughs> we be real. I don't wear mask. I'm a pastor, but when I go to the big group, I'm not Pastor Reverend Bassem. I'm just Bassem. And I bless you, Pastor Mark. Thank you so much. Pastor Mark, he's, he's, he's with us in the same big group. He always comes. You know, if, if I'm late, he will send me a text message saying, Bassem, are you joining tonight or not? Over the last eight months being here in the UK, 
He was never, although he's a senior pastor, and I'm sure Pastor Mark, he can meet with so many other pastors, but he comes to sit with us as a normal person, as Mark. Are you ready to join a big group? Why I'm, I'm saying, uh, why I'm mentioning about this, not to make an ad of the big group or something, although I encourage you to go for it. But you know what? I'm asking you by the Holy Spirit. Are you real? Can you open up before the people? And just like take off your mask and tell them in the big group I share with the people about my challenges. No one is super duper person, has no mistakes, has no challenges in life. And I allow people to speak to my life. You know, Jesus has left us, Holy Spirit, and, and Jesus has left us and he left on earth the Holy Spirit. But also he left us with the church, with his body. That's why you need to open up. So this guy fixed his problem by himself. And the, the last thing this guy did, and it's another horrible thing, is that he continued. He continued. Oh my goodness. He made a replacement. And instead of the gold, he made shields of bronze. And then he continued his life as everything is normal. You know, one of the very common thing these days is you ask the person, how are you? So, yeah, no problem. Although he or she has so many problems. How are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Brother, praise the Lord. We lost so many things, but we're still surviving. Did you go after the thief? Or you made a replacement, fake one. And then you continued in life. Other people, they... They keep on crying about the loss. And I'm here to tell you, crying about the problem will not solve the problem. Speaking about the problem to other people will not solve the problem. Only come to God, then your problem will be solved. And I'd like to, I'd like to close this morning with God's promises about this loss. Is it God's will for us? To have the glory, to have something made of gold or bronze can just replace it and we can keep on going in life. And I'd like to read with you one of my favorite verses. If you have lost something, you can take this verse, name it, claim it as your own verse. From the book of Hosea, chapter 2, verse 15, God speaks about his people when they were in shame, when they were living in sin, when they were on a position of loss. And he said, there I will give her back her vineyards. She lost her vineyards, but I'm the God of restoration. I'm the God of restoration. I will make the valley of Accor a door of hope. I don't know what is your valley of Accor. The valley of Accor is the place when Joshua, you find this in the book of Joshua, chapter 7. It's the valley when Joshua take a, a decision without asking God. And there was a thief among the people. They went and they lost. And then God 
didn't let things go. He said, call this guy a can. He brought him. And he brought him into this valley of Accor. Whole people stopped doing what they were doing. And he came to stone this man. So God is saying, that point of loss, I'm going to make it a point of success. Even a point of treasure, a point of hope. Of hope. I don't know what you lost. But God wants to make your loss such a prophet. He wants to make your cup overflowing from that point, from this point of loss. Will make the valley of Accor a door of hope. There she will respond as in the days of her use. And in the day she came up out of Egypt. Brothers, sisters, you know what? Our God is a God of restoration. He's a God of restoration. He restored my life. He's a God of restoration. He's coming this morning. Want to touch every point you lost. But he's encouraging you. Go after the gold. Just go after the gold. Not less. Don't replace the gold with bronze. Don't cover your mistake with a brand new musk. Which will cover the area which carried the loss. I will read to you a very famous verse which I love so much. From the book of Joel, chapter 2, verse 25. God is saying, I will repay you. I will restore to you the years the locusts have eaten. And you will not be put to shame. God is not happy with your shame. God is not in the enemy's camp. God is God. The enemy came to kill and destroy, but God came to give you life. And life in abundance. And then I'd like to share also this verse with you from the book of Isaiah, chapter 60, verse 17. Oh, hallelujah. I love this verse. See, what is God's opinion about the bronze? If you have anything have been replaced over the last weeks, last months, God is inviting you and he's telling you, he's telling you this morning, I'm going to do this kind of exchange. Anyone ready to hear the exchange? Yes, Holy Spirit, I'm ready. Here is what the Holy Spirit says. Isaiah 60, verse 17 to 20. And instead of bronze. Yeah, what are you going to do, God? I'll bring you gold. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God wants to shift what you have. If you have gold, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God wants to make a diamond. God wants to upgrade what you have. Not to downgrade. And instead of the bronze, I'll bring you gold and silver in place of iron. And instead of wood, I will bring you bronze and iron in place of stones. I will make peace your governor and well-being your ruler. No longer will violence be heard in your land. No ruin or destruction within your borders. But you will call your walls salvation and your gates praise. Then the sun will no more be your light by day, nor, nor will the brightness of the moon shine on you. For the Lord will be you. For the Lord will be your everlasting light 
and your God will be your glory. Your sun will never set again. Hallelujah. And your moon will wane no more. The Lord will be your everlasting light and your days of sorrow will end. Hallelujah. Are you going through a sorrow? Holy Spirit is telling you now, I will end this. What did you lose? What did you lose over the last months? Is it your simplicity? Before you had, you had the faith of a kid, of a small kid. You used to believe anything God will say to you. Nowadays, no. You start to analyze things. I think so much. Before you used to go crazy after giving to God and God's work. Nowadays, no. You know what? Everything is just like calculated. And God is asking you, are you ready to give a radical gift, a sacrifice to God? Where is your faith? Where is your first love? I want to restore this to you. You know, in the book of Revelation, and I will close by this. Chapter 3. In verse 15 to 19, God is saying to the people, to us, <laughs> it's the church of the last days. I know your deeds. I know your deeds. I know your deed. I wish if you were called or you were. Can you imagine? God is saying, I wish if you were called or you were warm. But you're neither. You're not cold. You're not warm. You're, you look warm. Oh my goodness. But in the very same place, God is saying, I counsel you. I advise you. Come. Come. Neither hot nor cold. I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. You say I'm rich. I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing. Are you saying this? I don't need anything. I'm perfect. You know, yeah, this message can fit the people next door, but not me. Holy Spirit is saying, can you open your treasures? Can you open your cabinets? Let me check what's here. Let me see, let me see what you have here. Are you ready to open your treasures for the Holy Spirit? Let him check what you have is really gold or not, or it's a fake one. Mm, Holy Spirit, come, come and touch us this morning. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so that you can become rich and white clothes to wear so that you can cover your shameful nakedness and slave and salve to put on your, your eyes. This guy was thinking that he's, he's having a very good sight. But you know what? He was blind. He thought. He thought he was a leader. By the way, it's, it's not words for, for the sinners. <laughs> this guy was a leader of a church. And God is speaking to him. And you know, we're in the last days. And God is saying to every one of us, can I examine what you do have? Will you allow me to come to, come to your cabinets, search your heart, and see what's inside? And you know what? The good thing is that God is giving gold free of charge. Thank you, Jesus. Because of what he has done in the cross, he wants to restore back to you the gold, the glory, what you have lost.
Are you ready? Are you ready for this great exchange? But you know, I'll, I'll just close with you as this. Do you need the gold? You know, yes, first answer, yes, yes, gold expensive. Yeah, gold expensive. Yeah, but I'll tell you something. With some cultures, gold is not fashionable. I still remember I met with, with, with one of our sisters uh, in one in one countries, and then she had some golds, and she was feeling so much like she felt ashamed to wear the gold. While I was preparing for this message, I remembered her, and I told like we were they were asking her like why you don't you don't wear such things? She said because oh people will call me names. They will call me yeah I'm Indian. So what's wrong with the Indian? Oh, are you ready for the gold? I'm asking you. Your first answer will be yes. Yeah. Are you ready for the revival? Yes. Praise the Lord. We're praying for the revival. Yeah. But are you ready to pay the price? Yeah. We're ready to be martyred for Christ. No. Are you ready not to die for Christ? To live for Christ? You know, people will call you names. Call you crazy. There is a very famous saying these days. They say, oh, when the revival is from the Holy Spirit, no one, it will not cause any harm to the people. I'll say, no, sir. No, read the Bible. When the day of Pentecost came, they called the disciples drunk. May I stop here and ask you a question? When do you call a person a drunk? When? When he or she is not balanced in the street, am I right? When he's just like moving like this. When he's laughing or she's laughing like crazy. I, I, I was honored and privileged to see so many revivals. So uh, when, when the revival came to Egypt, the people used to call us names. In, in the revival, when the revival came in 1994 in Canada, in Toronto, Canada, people were just like going under the seats and they were just barking like a dog. They were screaming. They were slaying the spirits for hours. Is it odd? Yes, I'm with you. Very odd. But you know what? There is a price. There's a price. Do you need me or do you need the Holy Spirit? Do I still need me or the Holy Spirit to come through me? And that's what will cost you. People will criticize you. Will call you names. I was honored and privileged to plant among other people a church in Kuwait. And you know what? There was such a revival. We started with three people. Then the church started to grow. When the church started to grow, other people started to call us names. They were telling us, you welcome. We don't, we don't want to come to your meetings. Why, sir? Because you have so and so and so and so people and they are so... They are, they are sinners. You know what? I don't want my children to hang around with them. Yeah, but they are changed. But they are saved. Are you ready to welcome the sinners? Are you ready to go after the gold? Let me just close here and pray. Holy Spirit, thank you for this message. Lord, I pray for myself. And I pray for every person under the sound of my voice. Never to accept anything less than gold never to replace gold with bronze when you're offering to do the opposite to upgrade our bronze 
to gold. Help us, Lord, never to continue and to have a stand today to draw a line in the sand and say, no more. The thief cannot come and steal anything from me. I'll just go to God. He is ready to restore back to me what the enemy has stolen. Lord, we thank you for our church. I thank you and I pray for every single one who's hearing me now. And let these days be days of restoration. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray.